yo, 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 check this out. This is Fresh Kid out the China, man. Look at you like boo. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? It's me, DMC. What's up, y'all? This is the boy, Master B. Yo, check us out. Chuck the public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DLC. This is Jerry Heller, motherfuckers. Boy, DJ Paul K. Oil, 361. Young Dizzy Ball. Vice One. Yo, this is DJ Ready Brand. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross. You listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. What's up now, motherfucker? This is the show that shows the limits. Broadcast up and put the real. Interviews with legendary artists. Still got love for the underground field. Rappers with records revealed in addition to rappers that are coming up. Get a put on. Wait, get to the platform to fight the beast. This show that you need to be on. Hit up YouTube, yes, for life. Follow up with it.com for all of your needs. Production and mixing and master and graphics. Just download it all. Check out the archives and hundreds of shows. But he can come to the unit. Everything free to download the stream. Oh, yeah, we're going to turn real into your shoe. We got to go with you. We got our bitch. We represent. All them killers on the mic. And we should love to all your fans. Motherfuckers want to hate. Do your big hit. Keep the fuckers bringing up and bust the rules. And come and tune into the dopest. I'm a man. Tonight we got a dope show. You know what I'm saying? We got Box a Million from New Orleans. You know, we're going to uh, chop it up with him. He's a legendary artist. He's been in the game for a couple of decades putting it down. He's actually part of the New Orleans Bomb Squad, um, which was founded by the one and only DJ Ice Mike 1200. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we got a lot of stuff to get into tonight. We're also going to bring on the homie Exit Only. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, him and Box a Million. You know what I'm saying, and and um, you know they, they've been putting out music together and doing a lot of stuff. So uh, we're gonna chop it up with him as well. Matter of fact, I'm gonna bring him on right now, man. His honorary co-host tonight. Exit only. How you doing, brother? I'm all good, my brother. Press everything good. What's up with everybody out there? You yes for life. And we're trying to um, trying to get through this like everybody else. You know what I'm saying, and and just keep things going. But um. Box a million, you know. I first heard him, um, you know, what I'm saying years ago, but uh, uh, recently on the um, Rhyme Animal, you know, what I'm saying with yourself, uh, Slick Double, of course. Uh, um, you know, what I'm saying we had uh, we had the homie, uh, um, um, oh man, Neville's man. Uh, I can't think of his rap name. You're gonna have to Lord, me out, Nexus. Brother. Lord Nexus. Lord, Lord Nexus. Nexus. Yeah, we recently had him on the show as well. And, uh, you know, that track is dope as hell. How did you uh, find out about Box a Million, and how did you start working with him? Well, uh, it, it was a wonderful thing that, that happened. Slick hit me up and, uh, well, really told me about the song. It's supposed to have been just him and Box. But he was like, I really want to get you on it. Now, mind you, uh, me and Box have been conversating for years, to be 
honest, uh, back and forth across the Internet, just never really just actually collided together. We conversated across the phone a few times when we were putting together the project. But when everybody came together for the video shoot, it was that was just a magical day, you know what I'm saying? And it set a chain of events in motion that's, that's moving right now that's, that's real, real good, you know what I'm saying? That's real good. Great brother, positive brother, strong-minded brother, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have yeah. a very interesting conversation, I'm sure. Definitely, definitely. Well, I'll tell you what, without further ado, let's bring on Box a Million right now. Box, how you doing, brother? What's up with you, brother? What's up with you? Bless, man, I can't complain. Exit, what's up, my brother? Brother mm. Box, what's going on with you? I can't complain, man, I can't complain. Well, it's good, it's good having you on the show, man, because you got a history, you know what I'm saying, that goes back in New Orleans, uh, a couple decades, man. Where exactly did you start off, you know what I'm saying, and uh, what got you involved in rap in the first place? Well, how I started, uh, I was 11 years old. My brother, Lil C, he never got a chance to really break through, but uh, he was underground, and he was making waves. Uh, their first producer was my cousin, DJ Doc. A lot of people don't know that DJ Doc is my cousin, DJ Doc was the first DJ for the Ghetto Twins. He made beats for Rootless Juvenile. He was uh Warren May's DJ actually too. Mayor ex uh late late uh husband, baby daddy, whatever. So I my first thought was growing up under them and my cousin Hug. So I was just watching them and the crazy thing is my brother, rest in peace Clay, uh the fairly known guy in New Orleans, Lucky Johnson, that was my one of my brother's best friends, all of them had a group together. And the the day before he got killed, he got a call from an executive, and they wanted to sit mm. down with him. And that oh. night was when somebody found out I could rap. So it was like crazy. And so I started oh. rapping, and then my brother, older than me, 13th disciples on some of the music, everybody in uh, Houston or in Gretna know him as Coach Cohen because he coached football. Used to play uh, for Ole Miss with Eli Manning. And uh, he was rapping already, too. And I was like, I'm really good at it. And I was really playing football, and he was rapping. So I said, I want to rap. And he was like, I'm playing football. So it's kind of like our roles reversed. And ever since then, man, I grabbed a mic, was sneaking out the house, going to DJs. That's actually around the time when I first really met Ice Mike. He don't really remember me from that. And I always tell him the story. He'd be like, man, I don't remember but it's all good. But that's back when I hopped on the scene, and I hopped on the scene as a bounce rapper. And I yeah. was great at bounce. Yeah, I hopped on the scene as a bounce rapper. So when I be doing bounce now, everybody be like, bro, you're a super MC. And I'm like, no, I started off as a bounce rapper. You see what I'm saying? So I, so when I did that, I was 93. So from 93, I just kept moving, kept moving, kept moving. And then we got in a group called the Camouflage Assassins. And we put together... Uh, we, it was it was a playoff of Mac named Camouflage Assassin. So we we put that group together, and I was a teenager. I was in high school, and we was gaining waves in, on the West Bank. And crazy thing happened, all of us went to prison. I was I was one of the ones convicted under the uh, Super Predator law. So I went to prison when I was in high school, 11th grade, just made 16. So Damn. everything kind of fell. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. It's like everything, every time something came, something happened. 
Right yeah, it was that, like you're I'm on your way, and then, boom, you, you, know, you go up a few steps, you get knocked back 20. Um, <laughs> how did you handle imprisonment at such a young age like that? And, you know, I was not a – the thing about it is I already was off the porch. I already was in the streets. I already had, you know, my little cocaine addiction, little heroin addiction. Heroin wasn't too bad as coke. But I was already in the streets. And then when I go, went into prison, I went into prison with my big home at Free Seville. Yeah, I got 30 years. Actually, that's one of the guys I, I used to rap with, too, from out the Fisher Project in the 15th world. He fairly known, had a hit, All You Down With Them Soldiers. Um, and when I went in there, just the crazy thing is I went in there. As soon as I went in there, everybody noticed me from being my dad's son that he grew up with to being people that knew me when I was small from my older brothers, my older cousins. And then there was a few cats from around my way. So I went in there at 16. Well, that's when I went upstate because I had to do uh, 24 and 1 at 16. So everybody in Hunt's prison, I was in prison on, on the dorm with everybody that was that had life because I couldn't go in population. So for some reason, these people think it was wise to put a 16-year-old on the cell block with everybody with life. So you can imagine the people I met that I still have relations with relationships with in this day that I'm cool with and the things I've learned I learned as a sixteen year old. So basically that whole year until I made seventeen being on a twenty four and one lockdown, I learned so much. So by the time I got to another prison in a prison yard, I was pretty much on my way. I knew what to, I knew what to do. You know what I mean? That's basically how I survived it. You know, now that everybody talk about trauma and <laughs> and psychology and shit now, now when you really think about it, you're like, what? Well, damn, that was the perfect storm for why I came home and went through all I went through even more. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Well, I, I commend yeah. you, you know what I'm saying, for for also uh, you spoke about addiction. You know what I'm saying? You said cocaine and heroin. Man, how, how the hell did you overcome both of those? Man, it was it was God, man. Like I had a like at uh like a year before Katrina, I had like a real spiritual type awakening, and that's what really made me kick the addiction. When I came out of prison, heroin really wasn't my thing per se. I really dibble and dabble with heroin. Mainly, really, we we put it in our weed and smoked it in our weed. I snorted it a couple of times, but I never really liked what it did because a lot of my my older homies. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm only 38 years old. And if you notice, all the cats I really be with is my OGs. They're older than me. So that's how my life always was. So a lot of my older homies I was with used to shoot their arms. And I was I either have to hold a belt or I have to watch what's going on if we was on a lick or anything. Because I was just snoring coke. I wasn't shooting no heroin. So they'd be ducking off. So heroin never really was my thing. So going to prison, I kind of was able to kick that. When I came home, I, I always loved Coke, man. I, I partied from, from Sunday to Monday, and that's all I did was snuff pot until designer drugs came in. When the designer yeah. drugs came in, to see and all that. And what happened was they had these things floating around in, in the waters at the time. It was like a triple stack pink Beyonce. I think that was the name of the pill. And I took the pill. I went to the club, and I was just, I told my uncle, God bless the day, KK. I said, let's go back to my house. He said, like, well, I'm like, the club ain't started yet. So I go back to the to the house, and that's when I went cardiac arrest in the house. So oh, when shit. all the ambulance, 
Yeah, when all the ambulance came, it was like I was medically dead. And my mom was there when it happened. So she just was like, you supposed to have been done with drugs or whatever. And I'm like, man, you know, it is what it is. But for some reason, I just said, I got I got to go back to the club. She like, why would you go back to the club? And there I had like a freakish, psychedelic type, you about to go to hell type experience. You hear me? I'm a preacher's kid. So you can imagine the, the my psychology and what was going on in my mind or my spirit at the time. And ever since then, I kind of just changed my life. I kind of started getting myself together. And about a year later, Katrina happened. And this was the only place I could end up was up here in North Carolina because everything going west was shut off. Some of my family was already in Houston. And some of uh, and, uh we stayed. We evacuated a week later. We siphoned gas. And we came east because my sister been up here in North Carolina since the early 90s, my older sister. So I just grabbed what I had. It was a bag of dirty laundry. It was the only thing that didn't get flooded. So I came up here with a bag of dirty laundry and what I went through Katrina went on. I hand-washed whatever I hand-washed through Katrina through the week. But God, God, God said it because we weren't in the water. My uh, cousins from the night world was in the water. We was on the West Bank in Gretna. So we got up here, and when I landed here, I was like, I ain't going nowhere. And everybody was like, what you talking about? I'm like, I ain't going nowhere. And my wife now, was she's from Virginia. She was she already just moved up here to Raleigh, North Carolina. So I was like, my girl already up here too, so I'm not going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm good. Everybody could go everywhere else. I said, I can't go back in the wall. I said, you know what I'm saying? I was trapped. Like every opportunity I had, it just kept collapsing in the, in the wall. Man, I can't. And we, I'm one of the original Gretna boys, too. So our name and, and everything, you know, it was we were kind of known. So it's the police. And, and then we uh, kind of started like this little Black Panther type thing with my partner, uh, Kayan. And we kind of got a little pushback where his wife got some pushback about us on that. So it was all kind of shit in New Orleans, man. So I was just like, man, I got to get there. I got to get from, from out of here, man. I got to just go somewhere else and start all over, man. I just got here, and I started from scratch, a bag of dirty laundry and a $250 Red Cross car. Man, you're, you're a real survivor because a lot of people, uh, under a tenth of what you went through, would have folded. You know what I'm saying? So so my head's off to you. You know, Not only to survive prison, you know, losing loved ones, but addiction, and then Katrina. Yeah, you had to get out of there, man. Sometimes you just got to leave, you know, and uh betters your situation. You know, um... Let's go right into a track, then I want to come back and chop it up with you some more. Um, the first one I got here uh, queued up, ready to go, is The New Normal. Uh, what's this one about? The New Normal, basically, is just is just uh, my analytics and a summarization of what was going on during the pandemic. Because I've been working on my new project, getting uh, post-production done, but then I wasn't going to really make a topic about was was what was going on, but I'm usually a current rapper, and then my wife and then everybody just was like, you need to say something about this, you need to say something about this, because I always had a comment about when I need to go get groceries or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, look at this shit going on, and what's going on, or you scroll on Instagram, I'm like, man, this shit crazy. So I said, let me just hurry up and make a narration and put it out right now, and I started writing this at the beginning of the pandemic, like maybe a week or two, probably two or three weeks in. You know what I'm saying? So I just said, let me get it, let me get it, let me hurry up and try to drop it and put it out, just to like put a, a, a 
a, a piece in a time capsule, per se, you know what I'm saying? Because you know how music is, is forever. So you never know who will run across this years down the line, and they could sit back and be like, holy shit. You know what I'm saying? What a perspective on what happened in 2020. Absolutely. Don't go nowhere. We're going to be right back with Box Million right here on the Murder Master Music Show. Things change in me not to say. Everything stranger day by day. A certain anger to God just pray. Frustration, anger, my heart just aches. They say, This the new normal. This the new normal. This the new normal. This the new normal. 20, everybody vision went from clear to real blurry. Don't know if the media tactics is fear, but kind of feel like it's the incoming. Economy suffering, accountability nothing. Millions struggling, most are healing, but cash is closing in abundance. Go for me, ain't enough to cover the corner or insurance. COVID 19 becoming an alarm and occurrence. Numbers looking worse than the Great Depression. Stressing at an all time high. Them little stimulus checks ain't even enough to get by. Just a little something to drink, roll up and touch the sky. And watch every account on Instagram live. Feel like you're losing your mind. Don't know the time or what day it is. This shit ain't me not to say. Everything stranger day by day. A certain anger to God just pray. Frustration, anger, my heart just aches. They say. This the new normal. This the new normal. This the new normal. This the new normal. Stay inside to play with the kids. Schools closed, cars on roads, essential runs. Those who pose on steps of capitals, equipped with guns. Bill collectors talking to Virgin for a couple of months. How we gon' pay that? Still ain't got our income tax back. Either couples getting closer, cops coming knocking. Stores have stock midday. Mask on face, gloves on hands. Six feet, give me distance. Everybody contagious, first time you notice neighbors and years. Some work from home, some facing fears of foreclosure. These old gross more in a month than most of us. Saying God control it, holding on your last bit of sanity. Noticing true soldiers, medical staff, and ones bagging groceries for family. Things changing me not to say. Everything stranger day by day. A certain anger to God just pray. Frustration, anger, my heart just aches. They say, This the new normal. This the new normal. This the new normal. This the new normal. Yo, the gaslighting, the mad riots, the mad violence. Pass by it, remain quiet while people die. Lost lives, the hate crimes, the blind lives, the dumb minds, the cross lines, the hard times. Disagreements over facts what's needed. Where the wearing a mask is an attack on our freedoms. Failure to act back to the matter is we lack and the leader needed. To stand up for our American freedom, act when the people it's need them. Things in me not to say. Everything stranger day by day. A certain anger to God just pray. Frustration, anger, my heart just aches. They say. This the new normal. This the new normal. This the new normal. This the new normal. Man, that's substance right there. We're back with Box Million, episode 711, Murder Master Music Show. Box, uh, uh, man, that song right there, man, it, it, it's as real as it gets. Um, man, we... We're going through, you know what I'm saying, a, a bunch of things that you went through, you know, Katrina, overcoming addiction, prison, 
know what I'm saying? What about this pandemic, man? Um, how has this affected uh, you? Man, it, you know, put, puts a lot of things into perspective. You know what I'm saying? How, you know, at any given time, it's you. At any given time, it could be anybody you know. You know, it's, it's kind of like like a any, many, many, mo type of thing. You know, and, and it also puts it on humanity. You know, it's it is wild, and 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 it also exposes the holes that we need to fix as far as the nation if we want the idea of this country to move along. You know what I'm saying? Just for the fact of loving people over money. <laughs> That's the main thing that 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 I'm watching. Is wow. You know, you know. Other than the sickness, the long term effect. Everything that's going on around us is going to have. It's going. It, the future is wow. That's, you know, it, it, it's kind of like the main thing with me is I, I I don't have all the facts together, so I can't really grasp it. It's like I don't know what to grasp. You know what I'm saying? Because it's so many, so much stuff out here where it looks one way and then it looks another way. So it's a whole bunch of confusion, man. Friend. It, it is, man. We're we're put in a situation that I never thought we would be put into. Um, it, it's a global thing, but if you if you notice and pay attention, uh, many countries who were hit very hard are now doing great because they have leadership that gives a fuck about their people. You know, um, our, our leadership, man. All they care about is the fucking dollar, and we're we're in trouble because of that. And then you got a huge chunk of the population who uh, doesn't even take this seriously. Motherfuckers are killing people because they ask them to put on a mask. It's crazy. No, I know. You know, I know. Crazy. It, it, um, it, it, it. It's it's. Have you been doing a lot of writing during this uh, uh this time? Um, I'm I'm always writing a lot of stuff. It, it's to the point where my song structure and writing is more so of ideas, ideas mostly, you know, mostly like that. And then I jot down certain bars. I jot down certain just little writings that I could put to the side for later for a book or something like that. But mostly everything now, how I approach making music myself, if I don't get sent a track, is most likely starting from an idea then I'll produce it and arrange it and then like that because that's basically what I've been doing. And like now what I'm doing now is is, is really finalizing the, the uh, post-production on my project winning season. I've been working on this for over a year. And then also I started on something that I, I've been talking to Exit Member about, Waving Wheels in the Wall is an idea I had, and it's now flourished to, all right, there I got 30 MCs on board, so... I'm, I'm about to 30, start into doing that. 30 MCs? Wow. That's going to be a huge project. Yeah, it's going to take some time. It's going to be me, uh, one of my main producers that's always working with me, MT, and then Gills, who I always uh, do joint projects with the Carolina Barbecue Bourbon Street Beignet Series. We're going to get together. We're just putting the tracks together. And as we put the tracks together, uh, we saying, okay, let's match this person with this person's person, and he's going to feature with me. And we're taking it back old school. I don't care what nobody say. I'm taking it back to Boom Bap, Soul Tracks, and 316s. And I'm going to mismatch myself with two random artists. You know, 
and then we're going to make it all sound together, and, we, and then we'll just put it out there. You know what I'm saying? Just tri- really trying to cross-pollinate everybody, brands and everybody, fan bases. You know what I'm saying? Just just a way for me to, to show love to everybody who showed love to me. You know what I mean? That, that, that's a beautiful thing. That, that's what I try to do with this show as much as possible, too, is, um, you know, I definitely not work with other shows because in the past that don't work good. A lot of motherfuckers want to steal what you're doing or, or uh, name drop and things of that nature. But as far as, yeah. like, with artists, you know what I'm saying, I love working with artists globally because, you know what I'm saying, you can stretch your fan base everywhere. And there's enough for everybody Every. to eat from, you know? Yeah, facts, facts, man. You know, speaking of uh, sp- speaking of global, we got the homie Sin uh, from France on the line. Um, I know he's got a couple questions for you. Sin, you there, brother? Yes, yes, sir. Hi, Scott. Hi, hi, Box. And text it on me. What's up, brother? <clears throat> What's going on? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, yes, I got a question about your your song, uh, 1968 Fly Guy, uh, album transition. Can I tell us oh. about this one? <laughs> All right, what, what's up with it? What you got? What you got for me? He, I guess he wants to know about that song, like how it yeah. came about. Oh, that song. How it came about? Yeah, so. um, uh, MT made the track in like I met MT when I got up here from Katrina. He was 18. He was working at Walmart, and I met him in there, and his beats were just so cold. He was just doing it. He ain't really had too many people rapping on it. But at the time, we had Vietnam Entertainment, which is my big cousin, Hug. My brother, 13, was involved. And my uh, cousin-in-law, Malcolm, who owns uh, Ugly uh, Apparel. And we sat down, and, and we put the track together. And, and then it, I just got the little swag of the New Orleans. And it was soulful. So I was like, let me go ahead and just you know, tell a story. A 1968 fly guy of how it was to be a fly guy in New Orleans, and from the stories I heard from my big cousins and my uncles and them, and from what I saw from my OGs and they, the stories they told. So I said, let me paint a picture of 1968 New Orleans in the downtown Nightward area, and that's what I came up with. Yeah, it, it reminds the uh, New Orleans era of uh, uh, like uh, Bobby Womack, uh, Willie Arch, or Dungeon yeah. Dragons a lot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yes, sir. Uh, you got also a song was uh, uh, once uh, when darkness fall. Can you tell us about the, this song? So deep song. Darkness fall, and that yes, that's sir. basically that's what I was talking about earlier when I went through all my transitions. That whole project was named a transition, and that was the first project I got to recording, other than before my time when I started recording in New Orleans. So that was my whole transition of becoming a man from when I said I left New Orleans with a bag of dirty laundry and a naive kid because I I was only 23, but I've been in and out of prison since I was 16. You see what I'm saying? So that was me becoming a, a grown man, buying into the idea of, of uh, the American dream, buying into the idea of how things are supposed to be versus what they are. And then that just really spoke on my spiritual manifestation of growth. Basically like if you're when you like if you're if you first going to getting baptized or first saying I accept the Lord and you go and you want to be a preacher and you want to do this and you want to do this and the more you, you get your relationship, your personal relationship with God 
and the more you understand people, the more you understand energy, the more you understand the universe and everything he created, that's what manifests that song when darkness fall, basically saying like, I, I want to be out here, but at the same time, my spirit man is pulling me and tugging me in opposite direction. So it's basically, I was just talking about, I'm talking to the devil and I'm talking to God because this is what's real in the fourth dimension, outside of the third dimension of what we see, you know? So I basically was saying, okay, this is my transition into adulthood and and then understanding everything afterwards of real life and I, and every day of, of trying to live an everyday life righteous, knowing that that's impossible. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's from mine like a fall dimension of uh, of uh, a Reno, uh track, of a fall yeah. dimension of a universe. <laughs> yeah. Back the day. Yeah. Yeah. Ice Mike. Yeah. Ice Mike probably said uh, legends like a. Trade, it, it's a birthday of trade, rest in peace, but today. And uh, and Teen Smooth, uh, did you have the, the chance to, to meet them before they leave back the day yeah. when they part of uh, West Bank Coalition in uh, 93? Yeah. I've, I've, met, I've met Tim Smooth just in passing. He knew I rapped. I knew he rapped. He a legend. I'm from the West Bank. He a legend. So we, we never got a chance to work together. And the last time I did see him was in Gretna, at the store off uh, Terry Parkway stuff. He just was coming in, and I was like, bro, I need to work with you one day. And he said, man, one day we do whatever, whatever. And that was the last time I ever saw Tim Smooth. I didn't really have a relationship with him. We recognized each other when we seen each other, and that was it. As far as Trey 8, me and Trey 8 got a, got a good We had a good relationship. I actually talked to him a couple of weeks before he died. We was talking about sending tracks back and forth to each other because me and him recorded stuff together when he was with Ricochet. But it never came out. We I used to always be around Plumpy all the time, man. And uh, the, how how me and him got cool was we actually only a few people on the West Bank could tell could tell you this. We actually had a freestyle session against each other. You know what I'm saying? And it, that shit lasted for a long time. And we was going off the top of our heads. We knew trade. That's what he could do. And 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 my heyday. I'm still good at it, but in my heyday. I could just, you could just point at a speckle on the wall, and I could break the speckle on the wall down. And we just, that's how me and Trey got it. We had a good relationship, man. And then he ended up being with uh, my big homie Kirk at Ricochet Records, and we worked on a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff together, but none of it never came out. Yeah, Trey was very slept on from the, the most part of public. He was very underrated, and very, he had a lot of skills. He was talented, really. Super talented. Super talented. Super talented. Box, uh, did you have, um, uh, does anybody have those recordings that you did with Trey? Are they? um, I have no no idea. Ice Mike have them? No, it wasn't even working with Ice Mike. This was working with my my people. This was working with my uh, with, with Kirk for Ricochet Records, and that's when me and Slim Dog was around Ricochet Records all the time when we was dealing with Lil Click, and Lil Click moved to Atlanta, and Trey H started messing with them. We and the Rest in Peace Cheese, he used to be over there, man. We just used to record a lot. I remember one session we had a real dope ass session, and Lil E accidentally erased that. But other than that, it was a few times we got in there. We probably did like maybe five or six songs. I had verses on the songs. Maybe one or two of them, his verses already on and everything else. He made the beat and I laid the verse down while we were in the studio. And that was it, man. Yeah. 
But more, most than that, it was just really, you know what I'm saying, just chilling, smoking. Uh, we thugging in uh, Caesars or something like that, you know what I'm saying? And that was around the time right after I stopped messing with Holloway and them for uh, D- with, uh, they had DFL, Holloway from the Ghetto Commission. So it was all of us running around in the same circles at the time. That's when Caesars was popping, the Platinum Club was popping on the West Bank. You know, that was some early 2000s. That was some good days, man. Man, man, too bad uh, I didn't connect with you back then because I, I was at the height of my murder dog career, and uh, I would have loved to have heard the music you were doing at that time, you know, because um, I know, uh, um, you know, New Orleans is just full of talent, you know what I'm saying? Um, you, now, you're real, real dope with the lyrics, you know what I'm saying, but you said you like doing the bounce stuff. That's uh, You started doing that. What, what do you like better, you know what I'm saying, lyricism I mean, or, or, or more, more lean towards the bounce? Lyricism, lyricism. Yeah. Bounce, yeah. bounce was just something that was in New Orleans. Something, for, something fun, party. Yeah, it was party. Everybody done at the time. And 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 when you when you're a kid and you start rapping, my 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 favorite rapper when I first got into hip hop, maybe eight years old, was Biz Markie and Kid and Clay and all. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. everything was mostly about fun and radio records. And then as yeah. I, I grow, I always I've been I always been a solo artist, but mostly all the music from back then I had was in groups. You know what I'm saying? So I was always a hype man, or I always was in a group. So, and as that, and then that's lyricism. And then the group I was in at the time, Extreme Team. After I got out of prison, when I was with Extreme Team, we was like a Wu Tang of the West Bank. Everybody tell you about that man, and we was like. Like, I got some of them old, so I got some of my old recordings from then. I'll, I'll, I'll dust them off and I'll send some to you just so you could check them out. Man, we were on some real lyricism, lyricism. Then we actually had some situations that failed. You know how I go with this industry, situations falling through. But, man, oh, yeah. we was the lyricism is where I am, bro. That's 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that yeah. to anything else. You know, yeah. Well, you got a lot to say. You know what I'm saying? You've been through a lot. you got a lot to say. Um, let's give them another track. You know what I'm saying? we got a couple more to do. Um, I want to come back and chop it up with you some more, man. Um, this next one here, uh, man, I, I'll let you pick. we got Drinking and Thinking or uh, the other one's Kangles and Elbows, man. Which one do you want to go with? Uh, since you talked about bounce, since you talked about bounce. Yeah, I'm sorry. What's that uh, box? You, you break it up. Oh, sorry about that. I said, uh, since you said drinking and thinking, we could go ahead. I mean, since you said drinking and thinking and we were talking about bounce, you could go ahead to that one. Okay, definitely, definitely, man. Uh, we're going to go to this one, drinking and thinking. Who did the beat on this? Uh, Ice Mike. Like, I had a concept beat that I, I made around it, and Ice Mike was, I was like, I need you to turn this to a bounce beat. And Ice Mike said, man, I got it. And then, because usually sometimes that's how we'll do, I'll send him some stuff. And he'll he'll edit it and work on it and tweak it when I when I know I need his flavor to it. But he went to this one and he just flipped everything and rearranged a lot of it. And I was like, shit, that's it, let's roll with it, you know. And I sent it to Rigo Love and, and we knocked it out, bro. And, and man, that's what it is, drinking and thinking. Drinking and thinking, boxing million, Rico Love, right here on the Murder Master Music. So we'll be right back. I've been drinking, girl. I've been thinking, girl. Can I make you mine? Yeah. Oh, do it, do it, do it. I've been thinking, girl. I've been thinking, girl. Yeah. Can I make you mine? 
lay up in it. It's up in season. Have a laid up or went up. I'm a safer to send up. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that you gon' drop it for? Do it, do it, do it, do it for Papa though. Do it for Bruce Chris. Do it for Benny Hanna. Matter of fact, my mama wants to do it for Big Time. She call me my government. Hot as an oven, get ready, feel like an oven. Man, put an R to your back. I'm loving it. System. Ain't no telling, will I fuck them, will I diss them, will I hug them, will I kiss them? See the whole like grow the way I twist them. Baptize her, she ain't even kissing. Bombard her until she come harder. Head so good, I call her young Harvard. Good brains, I made her look change. What her ass and titties so you know it took change. Square bitch might think it looks strange. She say, I wanna rock like a nigga cook change. Decided to ball my rug game, pull out and won't miss a face. I good aim, yeah. yeah. Seeing is they got 
music executives and young little white kids in suburbia dictating <laughs> really what to put on the radio. So I've learned that even with some of those elements, some of those sounds, some of those arrangements, some of those progressions, you can make a dope record. It's just how you approach it. Like like yeah. the radio, like you know what I'm saying? Like I think the radio will still play the dope records if it's approached the right way, but they don't want to get the dope artists to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know that's true. I mean? They yeah, that's, they're that's, going that's I mean they're passing up talent for uh, yeah. somebody that doesn't even shouldn't even be you know, rapping in the first place. Um in the first place, there's so many exactly. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, um, but uh, you got uh, you got an album in the works. Uh, what what can we look forward to? Yeah, I got um, it's, it's it's an album more like a playlist called Winning Season, and I basically basing it off of winning and losses, but it's more so, more so of of trying to be on your on your come up. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, a lot of my projects, and the core of my fan base like when I give that pain or I give that real life. And I also give other stuff, too. So I'm like, let me give y'all something else, more so like a playlist since it's playlist time now. You know what I'm saying? So I started working on that last year. Um, me and a producer from New Orleans, F. Dot, started, you know, just, just getting the sounds of it together. I, and I got like eight producers on it as far as beat makers. And I just arranging it, me and him doing a lot of the post-production on it. And I was like, started last year. I was supposed to drop it last year. Then I said, nah, I'm going to take my time with it and get it all the way right like I want it. You know, because it was either start working on that and, and I didn't have everything, the brainchild, that I, the uh, the brainchild of Box Equal MC Squared, that's the one that I'm getting all lyrics, the one I was telling you about getting all lyrics on. I was nowhere near putting that together. It was just like a brainchild and an idea. You know, and I was like, well, let me go to winning season since this is something I've been working on pretty much for years. Songs at a time, it was an idea. Because that's pretty much how I how I do it. If I'm going to put out a project, it's like a brainchild and accept this for a little while and I'll piece different little songs together. Like if you see the EPs I dropped, it's just really songs from over the years that I've pieced together and put out. But when I drop whole projects, it's a brainchild, an idea I probably had waking up out of my sleep or something. And say, let me put it together and try to put it together the right way so it resonates and translates and come across the listener. Because the main thing is, is my numbers, I, I'm fairly, I got a kind of fairly household name a little bit. And my numbers don't sometimes reflect that because I'd rather go for the one person than the whole crowd in a sense. You know what I'm saying? So if you're putting together a dope-ass project and somebody could sit through and listen to that project, I'd rather turn you into a true believer and a true fan versus go and get the fairway fair fan. You know the 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 the, the, the uh, how you say it? The, the the fly by night fan. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. how it is. it can winning season of me putting that together saying I wanna put together a dope project that encompasses nowadays sounds with my intricate way of doing things. And that and it I started that actually at around the same time I started doing Overdue in 2016-17. So a couple of them songs are from 2000, between 2016 and 2019. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. We got uh, Exit Only back on the line. Yo, I want to bring him on again before we uh, get out of here. Uh, 
Man, why don't you uh, tell me about the the latest song that the two of you got together? Oh, uh, bring it back. I'm feeling that. Uh, yeah, feeling that is gonna be uh, it's gonna be a number when we actually go ahead and, and put it out. It has been released uh, <clears throat> up in New York on a mixtape. Uh, Power Culture Alliance. A shout out to my guy King Bryce up there, and uh, it's doing astonishing up north because it is that that old school boom bap. You know, it's it's been a grand honor for me to work with Box because you know yourself, I'm a lyricist, so to work with another lyricist is is I guess you could call it a friendly competition. It's challenging, and that's really <laughs> what 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 an artist need is to be challenged. That's the only way you're going to get better. You can't get yeah. better sparring with people you know you can whoop. So once you in the ring with, 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 with something that's challenging, it brings the best out of you. So, yeah, uh, I mean, and we got more work. We got more in the works. Trust me, this is just this is a starting yeah. point. And this, this is the start of it. Yes, sir. That's what I was saying, like on the MC project, me and Exit, the first time we met was the first thing I told you, Exit. I got an idea. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I said, I won't put you, I got an idea. So Exit's going to probably be on a, a verse and a hook on one of the songs, you know what I'm saying? And then he also told me about the, about King Bryce and Select and all them, so I got all their names on there, too, to mitch match with females and males are from all around the country to try to put this together. And I, I just I just want to show love back, you know Because Exit, bro, that's a hundred that's a hundred dudes there, bro. I rock with him, bro, 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's well connected with uh, uh, the the streets. See what I'm saying, and, and it shows in his music. He's definitely uh, um, you're working with people just like yourself, man. You're out there working with people and networking, and that's what it's supposed to be about. You know, um, you got to bring the music together. You know, and it, it lives in the underground. That's where it's at. Yes, it don't live on the yeah. radio stations. You know what I'm saying? No. It don't live on the um, these big giant platforms. It lives uh, right in the underground. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, shit, man, I got another track I want to get to before we get out of here. But before I do, I want to give you the floor so you can give everybody all your info, the platforms. You know what I'm saying? Make sure they can go get your music. Um, man, it's all yours, Box. All day. Um, it's Box Million. It's B O X X hyphen A hyphen M I L L I O N. Mr. Also, that's that's the name, uh, boxamillion.com with two X's. You can find everything you need to find on there. You can it, it links to everything, my social media, everything. And it's Box a Million, all one word, on everything from all your streaming platforms, all the music, you know what I'm saying? And just like uh, Exit said, you know, give a shout-out to uh, the Power Lines, man, them dudes, bro. 100% of them dudes, just all for the strength of Exit. They've been showing me mad love, so... I respect that. They got my loyalty, and they got whatever they need from me at any given time. You, hear me? you know, shout-outs to Ice Mike, 100%, New Orleans Bomb Squad. That's my brethren. You heard me? <clears throat> shout-out to my little brother. They they moving uh, Double Paradise. You heard me? Shout-out to my little cousins. They moving with their, uh, with their music and also their clothing line, Ugly. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Slick Dub, you know he gotta get that shout out. Shout out to Lord Nexus, he always gotta get that shout out. Shout out to F Dot, he get the shout out. Shit, you heard me? Shout out to Division One Music Group, 100% Rico Love. That's my motherfucking dog, it's my blood, my brother. You heard me? 
Shout out to everybody. I had so many people. I could just keep going and going. But if I rock with you and we deal with each other with music, man, it's 100%. We deal with each other on a personal level. It's 100%, man. Y'all just continue to support me. Y'all just be on the lookout for a lot of dope stuff I got coming, man. It's a lot of stuff. It just ain't enough time in the day to get it all done, you heard? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we gave him a small taste tonight. You know, we're going to give him another track before we do get out of here. But uh, I definitely want to uh, bring you back on, man, when you uh, get ready to drop these projects, you know what I'm saying, and preview some more tracks and, and chop it up again. Huge honor having you on, Brother Bob. Brother Brother before we get into the next song, I got to shout it out, and I want everybody to go check it out. Go to Spotify and check out that Rhyme Animal, Slick Dub, Box A Million, Exit Only. It's doing grand yes, things sir. out there, and it's an awesome song. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely. And you guys shot the video. Let's talk a little bit about that real quick before we go. You guys shot that video right before this pandemic really hit. Um you know what I'm saying? Uh, what was that experience like uh, for, for for you guys? Man, that experience, it was dope. It was actually dope. It was dope. I, I, it's hard it was, to put it in words. It was yeah, dope. it was historical. It really was. Uh, I, like I said, me and Box conversated across the phone. That was my first time meeting Box. Also, my first time face-to-face meeting Lower Nexus. And from Nexus telling me that was his first time face-to-face with Box. So that day was detrimental for it to happen for us to get to where we at now. And uh, I'm glad it happened. It'll go down in history. I mean, like I say, <laughs> pandemic actually started an epidemic. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yes, they, yes, yeah, it's, yes, it's going to go down in history. Yeah, man. It was yeah. live, oh, man. Yeah. After we broke bread together, everything, man. It was dope. Yeah, I mean, it was dope. I, it's, it's hard for me to put it. It was an experience. You know what I mean? Well, experience. For me, to be home. I ain't been home since my mama's funeral. You know what I'm saying? So that that was just a dope experience, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's always good to see uh, cats come together. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and just make dope music. And that's what we need right now. We got some more dope music right here in the Murder Master Music Show. We got this one here. Um, at the last track, I'm trying to find. Okay, Kangos and Elbows, man. Why don't you tell everybody about this one, brother? All right, Kangles and Elbows is from off uh, Carolina Barbecue and Bourbon Street Beignets Volume 2 with me and my and my brother from Carolina, my brother Gills. You know what I'm saying? MT made the track, and a lot of people don't even know this track. This song is from, like, 2012, 13. And oh. we were going through, yeah, yeah. And we were, we were going through... Uh, we were going through songs. We was going through songs, and if we wanted to keep something when we was recording the volume two, and we was like, let's keep this because we really killed this. And we was like, we make this the intro, the first song on, there. and we was like, all right, let's go. We did that one, and we recorded nine more. And then when we was doing it, we was like, we gotta shoot a video for this. <laughs> so we went and shot the video for it and everything. You know what I'm saying? So it, yeah. it's Kangles and Elbows, Box a Million and Gills. Off the Carolina Barbecue and Bourbon Street Beignets Volume 2 project. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, thanks again for uh, coming on the show. And everybody, make sure to go to boxamillion.com, B O X X, a million.com. Check out all the work he's done and what he's got coming. 
And, uh, you know what I'm saying, shout out to you, Exit. Shout out to the homie Sin all the way in France. Uh, you know what I'm saying, rest in peace to Trey. Today's his birthday. So, uh, you know what I'm saying, this is uh, definitely uh, New Orleans house tonight for sure. Um, yeah, here we yeah. go, man. Box million. Kangos and elbows. Peace. <laughs> The child black out, pouring my potion while I back out. Lucy Stogie steaming these tenderonis like the Mac out. Window handle my ammo in her arm, dad. Why the Kango Mano according to the forecast? Pop the column that keep me idle. Dream chasing magic of blue illusions of model. Rubens cube the Movado, Continental Mulatto. Two in the region with them Chevy screaming like Soprano. When camels like a Salambo hold the last we had. When the Kango rehab. Last night, told her to flight, I had a relapse. Bragging she in love with the white, I could believe that. Nose gone bad to the bone of me in the ski mask. Crash course, dragging the court. I'm quarterbacking and holding traffic. The Mac and the sport, they cold as fabric. I told the magic to keep in the court. They love the force. Lean machine, the cream steady making them more. Either they ride inside or get left by the torque. It's short choice. Either you ride inside or get left by the torque. It's short choice. The Cadillac photo with chrome spokes and carry the color cocoa. You know the nose of a rich bitch from Soho. Radio lens, speakers hit the trunk like a pitch if in reason recall. Jamming the reasons with this, some eyes is easy. Summer breeze it, kiss my jerk here. Breathing the jerk twisted behind my left hip. Carolina summer cooling, so I'm mason jaw full of that cone liquor. So strong you can only sip this here. Mountain country white boys say it's just a repair. Nah, just that five no full city sticker. Gotta stay on my cool road at. Don't want to see me acting a fool, home at. It's rules to be in this mood. That's where young blood preach, show me. Preach, show your ride. Put still a buster cap in your ass like Dolomite. Pistol hitting out of vision in case the popo rolling not. In search for a skirt, miss wrong to be miss ride for the night. Gotta like to ignite your pilot, baby. Put this in for the next episode, G.O.